Delucci Show. I'm your host, Elise, and welcome to my living room on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. How are you doing? Today's episode 19, I can barely believe it. We're talking about, can you really be yourself at work? I talked about this on TikTok, you know, for like 30 seconds, but we're going to get into it. Also, sex clubs. Hello, this is a thing. News to me. How did I live all these years without knowing that sex clubs are a thing? Okay. And Reiki, uh, we're doing a recipe. So take a sip of your drink, relax, and let's chat. Okay, back to the day. This is insane. Wait till you hear this. So do you know the guy... Uh, who started Pringles, his name is Fred Bauer. Well, when he died, he wanted to be cremated and his ashes, he was buried with his ashes in a Pringles can. Can you believe that? And and wait, it gets better. The, the, this is a fact. The, the, here's another one. The guy that invented the Frisbee, I don't know his name, but when he died, he requested that his ashes be be molded into a Frisbee. Okay, and then, yeah, this gets even better. The guy, Bialetti, you know, the... um the Italian octagon uh, coffee thing, you know, the coffee pot. Like Italians, they call it like a maganette. You know, it's a little silver thing that sits on your grandmother's stove. Well, that guy, the guy who founded the Bialetti pot, he wanted his remains to be in a coffee pot and buried next to his wife. Like, what, what the hell? I mean, you know, this is what I got to say. They stayed on brand, right? They stayed true to their company. Can't say they weren't devoted employees. But those are facts. Isn't that insane? Anyway. So how are you? Are you good? Did, are you having a good week? You know, I, I like I you know the second wave of this virus in New York. The, the schools are closed. New York City closed their public school systems. That's lovely, okay. And the whole world's going fucking mad, okay. I feel like because I tried to go get toilet paper on Amazon the other day, and we're gonna have a round two of this shit because I I can't handle it. I wanted to get I have very specific things. I wanted to get toilet paper. And wet ones, you know, the antibacterial hand wipes. Like, if you're a mother and you're listening to this, or maybe, I don't know, you just like to use antibacterial hand wipes, but but more if you're a mother. That stuff we just keep in our bag. Like, we have to keep that in our bag at all times. And I don't really like always the gel just because sometimes it doesn't dry and then who's putting their fingers in their nose and their mouth. All I want to do is buy some toilet paper and wet ones on Amazon. God forbid. So... You know, this is great. But then I went to Trader Joe's. Okay, I went to Trader Joe's over the weekend on the Upper West Side. It's on, um, I think it's on 90th and uh, like, I don't know, 92nd and 93rd Street. Anyway, um, and if you don't live in New York, I apologize. You have no idea where that is. That's okay. But here's the thing. Lines around the corner. So if you don't live in New York and you have a Trader Joe's, like, is this how it is by you? Now, granted, if you're in the suburbs and you're going to the supermarket, I know you have a lot of options. You probably got ShopRite, Stop and Shop. Maybe you got a beautiful Wegmans, Whole Foods, Costco. Okay, I, I'm I'm getting supermarket porn right now. But 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 Trader Joe's is you know they listen. It's it's the prices are good, not as good as Aldi, not as good as Aldi. And what's up with Aldi? You gotta get they, they, they don't even want to give you a bag. Okay, I, let me just let, actually I need a tangent. Okay, because. I was in Pennsylvania a few months ago. I went into Aldi, and I was so excited to go in there, right? And and if you're abroad, I've, you might have – you guys had Aldi before we did, you know, so this is like a whole new world for us. I go into Aldi in Pennsylvania a few months ago. I'm buying, I don't know, maybe six things. There was there was literally no bag. It wasn't even an offer of do you want to buy a bag. And I didn't have a bag in my thing. I walked to my car with my arms full of groceries. Can you imagine? Like – 
I know. I I know you're listening. Like I literally had apples fo- rolling down my wrist, practically onto the floor. It was so embarrassing. I, 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 I you know what I did? I had to do it old school. I had to turn my shirt into like a wo- a, a woven basket. Okay, expose my stretch mark lined belly and carry my groceries like like a Mama Shana all the way to my trunk of my car. I can't. I couldn't even. Anyway. Back to Trader Joe's. So I go to the Trader Joe's, right? Lines around the corner. I mean, like, and here's the back, a double line. It wasn't even a single line. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, you know, they're doing double line and it's like, okay, you on the left, you could go. Now you on the right, you can go. And it was painstaking. You know, whoever comes out of the store, then the next one could go. Oh, please. The only thing that was good about it is that once you actually got into Trader Joe's, it wasn't a zoo. It was like maybe 35 people in the whole store. I never had a more beautiful shopping experience in there my whole my whole time ever shopping at Trader Joe's. But God, God, the lines. I'm sure by you, you're dealing with lines. Anyway, I just got HBO. I know, I know. I, hello, 2020. But you know what? Here's the thing. There's the cord cutters, the cord nevers. Do you know about this? So like, I'm not, I am neither of these people. So if you are, if you subscribe to cable, so this is a thing, right? In like tech and media where I, where I do my day, where I do my day job. Um, so there's a thing like the cord, if you never heard of this. So it's like, if you have cable, I have Verizon Fios cable and, um, that means that I have the, I have the cord, right? I have OTT, which is Netflix and Amazon Prime, over the top streaming channels, you know, through the Wi-Fi that you don't need cable for. And then you could also have Verizon FiOS or whatever your cable provider is, and that's corded. So I I have both, but there are this group of people called cord cutters, and that means they're cutting the cable cord and and they're just having the OTT channels, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, whatever. Or they're the cord nevers, okay? These are the, just like the young kids that just never know cable. They're like, what? What's a cable box? What's a check? You know, these kind of people. Anyway, I'm doing it old school. I'm calling up Verizon. I'm like, yeah, can you add HBO to my package? Like, I, I feel like the I felt the woman on the phone be like, is this girl serious right now? Like, she's she wants HBO. Like, people, people are hacking away channel. You know why I needed HBO? Because I needed to watch The Undoing. Please, please tell me you're watching this show. I, you know what? This just reminded me. I got to do a TikTok about this because I have not seen a better show since I don't know The Sopranos or I, I don't need Seinfeld or um, Curb Your Enthusiasm it, or, or Big Little Lies. That was good, but oh my god, The Undoing is so good with Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. It takes place um, on the Upper East Side, my neighborhood, and it's just it's just so good. It's about. Um, it's about a murder. It's sort of like a murder mystery thing, but it's all, you know, takes place in this sort of, uh, you know, they're, they're very wealthy people. Not everybody that lives on the Upper East Side is wealthy. Let me just put that out there for you, okay? But it's like, it takes place in the beautiful, idyllic Upper East Side, and, the, you know, the kids are all in private school, and all the mothers and fathers are, you know, the, the, the who, who are you, and what do you wear, and what do you drive, and what, do you, what sort of charities do you support? And then there's this big murder, and um and it's just so good and the writing is good and the shots are gorgeous and the clothes the wardrobe is amazing and one of my friends Stephanie hi if you're listening Stephanie we went to UCB together a few years ago and her daughter actually um has a little role in the show she plays uh one of the daughters of one of uh Nicole Kidman's friends and um 
that was actually the reason why I got it. I got it because I wanted to see my friend's daughter in it because I just think it's the coolest thing. She's been posting pictures on Facebook, you know? But then I'm watching it and I'm like, holy shit, this show is so good. It's only six episodes. Tonight um, was the fifth episode. And uh, so today is Sunday. And I watched the fifth episode. The next week, so next Sunday, they are um, going to be having the season finale. So if I totally, if you have HBO... You got to watch it. Like, it's it's so good. It's just, it's a, it's a new show. I'm telling you. Anyway, so I'm doing holiday recipe or just recipes. But this this actually, this is, a, this is a holiday one. So, you know, when I was in Traders, okay, they had this nice thing. Do you buy this bag? It's a bag of shaved Brussels sprouts. It was like, you know, it's like one pound bag. I don't know, like 15 ounces, 16 ounces, whatever. All it is is shaved Brussels sprouts. And they tell you, like, on the back of the thing, oh, you could, like, saute a shallot and put some Brussels sprouts in the pan with olive oil and sort of like heat it up and then maybe serve it with a little Parmesan cheese. Very nice. But you know what I did? So I I made this little Brussels sprout salad. Um, This is the, so here's the recipe. This is all I did. I got the bag of the shaved Brussels sprouts. I did put about a half of a shallot raw. You know, I sliced it really thin, put it in a bowl with the, with, well, let me say this. Let me start over. I took the bag of Brussels sprouts, I put it in a pot of boiling water, and I blanched them for maybe like two minutes. Then I, then obviously I rinsed them under cold water. I put them in a bowl. Then I put a ha- about a half a shallot sliced thin in the bowl, a handful of cranberries, a handful of walnuts, some chopped up apples. I also had a couple of dried apricots. I chopped those up thin. I threw them in the bowl. I also had provolone cheese. I cubed up because I don't like salads without cheese. I have an eating problem. I put the provolone in the thing. And then I made a little dressing, the salad, uh, salad dressing for this Brussels sprout salad. And all I used was like about a half, a, 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 sorry, a quarter of a cup of apple cider vinegar, some salt and pepper. I put a teaspoon of sugar and then about a half a cup of olive oil. And I just, you know, whisked it all together really quick with a fork um, in a bowl. And then I just poured it over the salad. And that was it. I served it warm. It was so good. It was so good. I... And I, I do like the taste of Brussels sprouts. I mean, I know they're not for everybody, but what I like about this Brussels sprout salad is that, um, you know, you're eating Brussels sprouts, so it's healthy, but it's 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 not like you're eating them in the traditional roasted sense. And and because there's sugar in the dressing, it makes it sweet, and the cranberries make it sweet. So I actually think it's something that if you're not a Brussels sprout fan, ah, I think it's worth trying. Let me know if you, you use those shaved Brussels sprouts. I, I want to know how else I can use them. Um... But this is all I came up with so far, the salad and then, you know, the, the recipe, obviously, on the back of the package. Um, so innovative of me, Elise. <laughs> Some of these back-of-the-package recipes, though, are very good. You know that. You know it. Like the Rice Krispie recipe on the back of the Rice Krispie cereal box. Come on, you can't go wrong with that. Anyway. Okay. So here's the thing. We're going to talk about work right now, okay? Like, and and showing your true colors at work, like... I did a TikTok about this um, and, you know, like how I read it. So I read an article about a week ago and it said that we should all be our authentic true selves at work. And it was sort of going through the list of why we should be our true selves. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Who, what author wrote, where do you live and what planet do you exist on? You gotta be 22 or 23 and no offense if that's your age listening because I'm sorry, kid. That's not how it works. You can't walk around at work just, you know, shaking your sillies out, being whoever you are, because it's just not, because because you want to know what? The work environment, workplaces have a culture, okay? A culture. 
and 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 the word cult comes from culture, okay? And you got to fit in with the culture. I don't give a shit what you say. I mean, and I'm not, this is no offense to the Inc. or Forbes or whatever writer it is, but let me tell you, this, these are my thoughts. So first of all, let me say this. About a hundred years ago, you know, when every, well, I shouldn't say everybody, when a lot of people were working, more, more people working in factories and assembly lines and that sort of thing, and the work was repetitive and, 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 and predictable, there's studies that are done that say that these people were happier. They are happy. They, they, these people, this group of people a hundred years ago were happier than us, our, uh, us, I should say us American workers are today because they'd go in, they do a job. I don't want to say it's mindless, but you're standing on a line, you put in the eraser on top of the pencil and that's all you're doing for the day. Maybe you're talking to your girlfriend next door to you. What did you say, Dono? Oh, you got, oh yeah. What'd you do last week? But that's it. And you're just doing the pencil. But today, today's friggin' ridiculous. So, so I was reading. So, this article, they this one article I read, and it was talking about how today people have this thing. They call it a spiritual workaholic. I I love this, a spiritual workaholic. But you're good. Like, listen to this. You you're totally gonna agree with this. Like, so that was a hundred years ago, right? But what is it today? Today. We go to work and it's like, well, first of all, we go to college or whatever, a vocational school or we study in high school and we study so hard, like, you know, to, to, to be, to, you know, what are we going to be? What are we going to do for a job? And once we get into this job, it's like today everybody wants to be so engaged with their work. Everybody wants to be so engaged with their employers. They want, they, they, it's like they need to be seen. It's like they need to be motivated. They need to be mission driven, right? By their jobs. I mean, you watch any of these commercials, you know, any of the big tech commercials you see on the TV or ads, whatever, and everybody's talking. It's almost like join the revolution. You know, it's like, so there's this idea that this article was talking about the spiritual workaholic. And I love that because it's so true, you know, but the thing, but, but it's ridiculous, but it's ridiculous because, you know, it's like, maybe you would say, well, a spiritual workaholic is going to, you know, you sort of float around and be mission driven and it's going to be individual and, you know, march to their own drum. But no, you cannot do that. I am sorry. I am sorry. And so what this article continued to say is it said that there was, there was also research that said that some of the best performing employees today are actually, all they are, they're, they're great impression managers. So basically what that means is that they're good at putting on a freaking hat and a mask and being whoever they need to be. Like basically your emotional um your emotional intelligence is just about your ability to manage sort of impressions, to 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 get along with more people, to make people like you and basically do all this in a way that seems authentic when who the fuck who really knows who you really are underneath that hat and mask. You know what I'm saying? So that's what they're saying for high, empo- so it's like this, this one piece of the article is like, well, high performing employees, they just have high emotional intelligence. They're just good impression artists. And I believe it. Oh, I 100% believe it. I mean, look, you know, like, let's be serious. First of all, like I said, we, all these employers are, are talking about be yourself, be individual. You know, we want to have independent thinkers. We want people at the top of their game. That's great. But then they also have a culture behind them, whether it's, you know, Google and their culture, or I don't know, maybe, maybe you work at, uh, in and out burger and they have a culture like you have, you have, you have to fit in with that culture. Part of the culture is how you look, 
how you conduct yourself. I mean, how you approach customer service things. I mean, you know, if you're a, if you're a misanthropic motherfucker, that's a New York cynic. Okay. Like, like, like most of us, you know, are you going to get hired in a customer service job? You know, maybe a Geico insurance. No, I mean, they don't want me on the phone with this voice, you know, doubting everything, questioning everything, you know? It's so I, I just don't buy this bullshit of, of, of being yourself. It, it literally is bullshit to me. And it's like, here's the thing, okay? Who, wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in the world listening and, and me sitting in, in my apartment in Manhattan, it's like we all, no matter our age, we all started jobs. And on that first day or that first week, it's like, ooh, you know, it's like you, you're twiddling your thumbs. That's what I'm doing right now, twiddling my thumbs. And it's like, Ooh, should I be like everybody here? Should should I be myself? Ooh, what should I wear? Do do I do I tell people how old I am? Do I tell them I'm married? Ooh, do I tell them you know my my thoughts, what I, what I did in the past, why I really left my last job, or what my life is like at home? And and when you Google that stuff, okay, you freaking Google, and it's like all these articles, like of course you should tell everybody yourself. Okay, let me tell you something, okay. I've always been like super into my jobs, like super. I don't know. When I was 17 years old, I, sw- I swear to God, when I was 17 years old, I- I'll never forget going to Burlington Coal Factory after work one day. I worked at, uh, what, I had a lot of jobs, you know, when I was younger, but one job I worked in a shoe store in the mall. And uh, I went going to Burlington Coal Factory and I bought a skirt. I found this faux suede tan skirt to the knee. It had like a little modest slit in it. And I remember saying, oh, I'm going to save this for my job one day. I was just always so into whatever job I was going to have. Probably validated whoever I thought I was or wanted to be, whatever that was, right? I was so into it. And, and everywhere I worked had a different culture. Like, whether, you know, I worked in a basement office in Nolito where Moby lived upstairs and it was a bunch of editors and, you know, and, and, and sort of a techie-ish startup. I don't want to get into too much detail, but that had its own sort of funky culture. And that was years ago. I worked for very corporate companies where, you know, we're expected to wear the blue blazer with the gold buttons, you know, and maybe a penny loafer or something. Okay. Like, and and you have to, you just have to dress the part. I worked at ad tech startups where, you know, everybody's wearing glasses and it's like, why don't you give me that pair of glasses? Are there real prescription lenses in there? Let me see about that. Cause I know I wear glasses, but they're prescription, but it's like, so I, I just, I just don't buy this shit. And I know I'm, I'm sure you agree. So wait, there's this person, this woman, um, I don't know her name, but she works at state farm. She's the head of diversity there. And she says that, uh, at State Farm, State Farm Insurance, diversity and inclusion, they're not just words. It's like it's 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 like in their ethos, right? It's just what they do. And they they really encourage everybody to be yourself. And they pr- they pride themselves on that. But but again, what does that actually look like day to day? And where is the line drawn? That's what I want to know, right? I mean, you have to agree with this, right? You must agree with me on this. Like, okay, so we're Guess what? Me and you, doll. We're whoever you, whoever's here listening to me. Okay, so you and I, we're getting a job at State Farm. We're both starting this upcoming Monday. And it's like, and, and we know that State Farm is all inclusive and into diversity. But it's like, is that just, is that just sort of, um, sort of uh, some sort of political and cultural societal mission that they want to do? They want to spread out there that, they, you know, they're all inclusive and diverse? Or is that really how they are? Because when we start our jobs on Monday at State Farm, like, 
I, I don't know. Like, I don't think I could go in there with pink hair and half my face tattooed and talking about, like, that I was taking bong hits on the weekend. Disclaimer, I don't do that. But, like, you know, th- that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just don't, I just don't know what, what diversity and inclusion, I don't want to say diversity. I really want to say inclusion and being your real self, air quotes, what that looks like every day. And where's the line drawn? That, that's what I want to know. Where, where, where is the line drawn? Because... Because I I just don't buy it. I'm not saying that I go into whatever job I have and I'm phony baloney. No. Part of who I am at work is part of my real self, of course. But I, I'm sorry. Like if I get a if I get a job and I'm and I will give my all to it and I will work a hundred percent, but if I know I'm not allowed to curse or if I know, or I should say not allowed, I should say if I know cursing is not appreciated, if I know that, you know, it's more of a sort of a buttoned up culture, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be saying, where's my coffee, Margaret, where's my, co-? I'm just not like, I'm just can't, you know, cause I need a paycheck just like the next person. So I'm just not buying this shit. Okay. I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. I'm, and listen, it's like, it does take it does take a mental toll. I want to say that too. I not only am I not buying the be yourself, you know, you should be yourself, but like I want to say, and I feel like you would agree with this, is that when you are sort of shielding yourself, like that takes freaking effort. Like I think as the years go on, at least for me, the years go on, it becomes easier. Like I just obviously know what to say, know what what not to say. I just, just whatever. I don't talk as much. I keep to myself. I'm, I'm not there to make friends. Sorry to all my coworker friends. I mean, I am friends with you, especially at, especially for jobs that we used, used to work together. But in my current job, you know, in your current job, are you there to make friends? You know, I don't think so. But it's like, it does take a toll. It's hard to restrain yourself. And sometimes you, oh, I don't even want to say sometimes. I mean, right? Like by the end of the week, you walk in your door and you're just like, ugh. Who was I all this week? Look at this nonsense I got to talk about, you know? <clears throat> Ugh. I mean, and that's why The Office was such, a, was such a great show. But not that they all walked around, you know, being, you know, anyway. You know what I'm saying, right? I, 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 I just, I just can't. I just, I, I just can't. Like, I, I, let me, actually, I have one more thing to say. If you are a woman and you're working in a male-dominated sort of office or industry, like say you're 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 a foreman on a construction site or something, and you're a girl, right? It's like it just it it like, and you hear that your you, your people. I mean, I, I shouldn't say this, but because I'm stereotyping, but it's like say you hear your colleagues, the construction worker colleagues, and they catcalling women and stuff. This is like it's almost it's like devaluing you. You know, it's like you gotta protect. It's almost devaluing part of who you are, part of your identity. You almost have to like turn a blind eye to the fact that like you're a woman and you're working you know in the streets with these guys and even though you know it's like even though um even though you're there to do a job and they're do to do there to do a job that's the culture so you just gotta like be tight-lipped pretend you don't care even if you're going home and say you know catcalling women is so important to you like you can't you know that not doing that is so important to you and you go home and it makes you feel really bad right like you just have to shield yourself I just it's so, it's just, it's, it's just the way the world is. And I just wish there was not as many of these bullshit articles talking about be yourself, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, it would be great if that's what it is, but it's just not. And everybody knows it from the top to the bottom, you know? And I should say, there are some cases, right, where you work at a company and you do just fit the mold. 
And that's awesome. Like that, that's, that's the dream right there. I mean, you might have a nightmare boss, you might be working, you know, crazy hours, you may, whatever, but, but sometimes that happens, but not always, you know, anyway. Okay. Listen to this. So just when you think you know somebody, okay, it's, this is always the thing, isn't it? Just, so I'm talking to one of my girlfriends and she says to me, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Elise, I'm so upset all the clubs are closed. And I'm like, oh, me too. I can't wait to get back on stage. Oh, I'm dying. You know, the com- the comics were all in the city doing, you know, well, not me. A lot of comics are doing po- shows in the park, in Central Park. And I mean, I don't know. I grew up in New York, so I I'm not, I don't go to the park at 9 o'clock at night. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, and, she, and, and she's like, wait, what are you talking about? I'm not talking about comedy clubs. She's, I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Like, you know, she's like, oh, I'm talking about the sex clubs. And she takes a bite of her sandwich. And I'm like, the set, the what? The sex clubs? <laughs> I'm like, hey, hold, hold the bacon. Are you, what are you talking about right now? And she's like, what are you, Elise, are you serious? She says, you don't know about the sex clubs? And, and I, I'm, I'm like, um, I'm sorry. Like, I know about dance clubs and nightclubs and comedy clubs and I know about strip clubs because I had to do investigative research there one day in a strip club we should get to that on another topic it's actually good stories you'll, you'll love it but I don't know about sex clubs do you know about this do you do you go to these things because I, I I don't I don't even know they exist and I, I'm, I'm probably living next door to one for all I know so 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 this is what she told me so it's like okay there are these clubs some of them you could just walk in you know, you pay, you like walk into a nightclub. Some of them you just walk in and you pay, you know, $50 or whatever to get into this club. And some of them you have to apply to be part of a club, you know, and they vet you, fill out an application form and this whole thing. And, and these are sex clubs. People go to meet other people either to have sex with, like at the club, like there, there's like beds at the club. I can't even get my, I can't, I can't even deal with this right now. And then there's other things, kink, kink parties. Yeah, so it's like there's you go into the club to have sex. You go in there to meet people that are into BDSM or kinky shit that you like, and it, it's all about this whole thing, sex positivity. Like I, 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 I don't. I this is m- mind blowing. This is like you know what this is like. This is like when Haagen Dazs came out with that little tiny mini Haagen Dazs ice cream. When I realized I can go to the freezer section at the supermarket. And I can get a few spoonfuls size of a mini ice cream pot, you know, hogging a little vanilla, little vanilla shot of ice cream. That was mind blowing. This is just as mind blowing. Okay, so, so it's like if you're curious. So it's like if you are into the kink, you're into, you just want to have a sex partner, you want to find somebody for just sex, or you, you, you're a couple and you're curious. So she tells me, here, she's like, Elise, it's not that terrible though. And I'm thinking, you're fucking crazy, girl. But, but. But she said it's not that terrible because she said um, if you're into it, it's not like you have to feel like it's a predatory environment. She said because um, they don't let single men in. So if you're a woman, they don't let single men in. They let only couples and straight girls a lot of the clubs. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm like, good luck to you. Have a great time. Hope, hope you're, 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 you're using your wet ones to clean off whatever seat you're sitting on in that thing. But anyway, 
if it's your thing and you're into it, uh, she told me some of them. So one of them is called Pandora's Box. It's in the city. It's on 26th Street on the west side. It's apparently one of New York's biggest BDSM dungeons. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's a dungeon, all right. So basically, you pay some money and you go in there. It's like couples, singles, and basically you go there to explore your role-playing fantasies. Like, And they have they have all these kinds of rooms. Um, they have dungeon, like torture chamber rooms. I, I'm dead serious. They have Chinese-themed rooms. Um, she said they have a medieval style room at this place called Pandora's Box. So listen, if that's your bag, I'm, I'm into it. If you go there, I want you to message me, call me on the phone. I want to hear all about this. Okay. But here's the thing. It's like, I think it's all fun and stuff to hear about and talk about and, you know, watch maybe on TV as like a sex and city episode. But I, I, I think that this, you, you're going to meet some creeps there. And I'm sorry if you go. I'm not saying that, you know, people shouldn't be open to explore. I Listen, I would go check it out. I would. Not by myself. That's for damn sure. I would never go by myself. Anyway, another one is called Killing Kittens. I thought that was a game. I could have sworn I was in Target the other day and I saw a game, Killing Kittens. Well, if it is, there's also another club in, in the city. It's, it's Killing Kittens. And this, so this is one of these members-only ones. You have to apply to, to join Killing Kittens. And all it is... It's couples, it's global, and it's just parties. So they, and they like contact you and they say, hey, we're going to have like some, you know, I don't know, some party just focused on female pleasure. Or we're going to have a party just focused on hedonism. Yeah. So you can go to the website killingkittens.com if that interests you. And don't expect to find a card game. <laughs> um, the fanciest one, though, that uh, she told me out is called Sanctum. At, like literally Google this, snctm.com. So this this one, this this club was founded in Beverly Hills, out in California. It's members only. It's private. They host a monthly um, masquerade party and a dinner. And they teach people like fetish stuff and erotic stuff. They have a pool party. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a judgment-free environment. Okay. All consensual, judgment free. Uh, you know what? I like. I like. I just can't. Like I can't. Like I can't. Like I'll. I'll see you there. I mean, like, let, let's meet there Friday, ten p.m. to get. I like really, really. Like I. I have two kids. I. I said to her, "Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me right now?" But she loves it. She goes with guys that she dates, and you know they're into some of these different kinks, and she thinks it's fun. So you know, that's that's all I got to say about that. Okay. Okay. So let me tell you what my product is this week. I thought about what's the product. And then I was putting on my morning robe and slippers. And I was like, oh my God, these are the slippers that everybody needs to know about. So, okay. Do you remember like your grandma maybe put a pair of like gold wedge scuff slippers on? Maybe they were gold leather scuff slippers. Well, the original brand, I have the, the original brand. The original brand is Daniel Green. They're called the Glamour Scuff Slipper. Glamour Scuff Slipper. You can get them at Nordstrom. You can find them on uh, Amazon. But all, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, it's it's a gold, they, I have the gold ones. Like, because I like all gold everything. Um, All gaudy gold everything. All the golden time. That's my motto. But it's like, I like the gold ones. They come in like Silver, I think silver and gold and black and whatever. But all it is, it's a it's a leather, it's a leather slipper. It has a wedge, it's a scuff, so it has no back, and it's 
so glamorous. It's so glamorous. It's like, for me, I feel like I'm in a 1950s, you know, Cary Grant movie and I'm wearing a silk robe and I'm sashaying all around the house in my slippers that make, make sort of a noise like a, when I walk, I just love it. And I take strides, you know, my kids think I'm ridiculous, but they love them too. They love to play them. So Daniel Green, Glamour Scuff Slippers. They're a little pricey, $59.99, but I've had mine forever, forever. I love them. My, my father's mother, my Nini, she's not alive anymore, but she used to wear slippers on that, slippers like that. She used to say, um, flats hurt her feet. I love that. I need my slippers with the heel because flats, they hurt my feet, you know? <laughs> my Aunt Lisa, her mother, is listening to this. I think she listens to this on my podcast. So that's right, Aunt Lisa. The gold wedge slipper returns, okay? Can't leave home without them. Or you should say, can't live home without them. So every week I do um, a couple of questions from my TikTok audience. And this, um, this, this, this question I love. It's because uh, it's sort of like out of my wheelhouse, but I've done it before. It says, Elise, did you ever try Reiki? What are your thoughts? So do you guys know what Reiki is? Did you, have you ever tried it? You know what it is? So Reiki, if you don't know Reiki, um, it's a Japanese energy healing sort of technique. It's sort of like a, I wouldn't say it's like a, it's a, so it's a Japanese energy treatment. So basically it's like going to, um, a spa or, you know, you go to like some sort of, I don't know, holistic office, which is where I went. And I went a few years ago and I, you go into a room and you know, you meet with the, the Reiki teacher, I guess they call it. I don't even know, practitioner. And, um, they talk to you about what's going on like in your life right now. And then, and then you go in for a treatment and you basically lay down on a massage table, just like as if you're getting a massage. And, um, and basically they, they use their hands. They don't touch you. They use their hands and they just sort of make motions around your head and your back and, and, and where the face, you know, hole is and your face in the hole. They put their hands and they, you know, sort of do that kind of shit. I wish you could see what I was doing right now. Um, but one day when I have my daytime television talk show, then you could sing. <laughs> I got to put it out in the universe. Otherwise it's not going to happen, you know? But anyway, um, yeah, so basically it's like a, it's a form of sort of meditation slash, uh, like a massage and, and, and it supposedly helps like physical and emotional imbalances. Let me tell you something. Let me just cut to the chase. Okay. I went there because I was stressed out. I was stressed out with, um, marriage, just before I had kids, marriage, I was just stressed out with work and I, you know, I was younger. So I was thinking about my job and I I just felt like I had a lot of tension all over the place. And I bought a Groupon. That's right. That's right. I went, I got a Groupon and it was like, you know, um, try a Reiki thing. I don't know what it was, but I know that somebody in a yoga class that I used to take, I used to go to yoga works down in Soho. Well, I still do, but you know, (sighs) nothing right now in 2020, everybody's most favorite year. But, um, so somebody mentioned Reiki in a yoga class and then I got this thing in my Groupon and I, in my email and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to try this. 
and it was literally life-changing. But I only went once, and I don't know why. So I laid down on this table. I left my underwear on. You know, they put they put the thing, the, the, like, sort of the towel over, and the woman was just doing all these weird things. I, I opened my eyes, like, one little bit. Like, when I tur- flipped over onto my back, I, like, opened, like, like, like a wince and, like, winced. You know, and I just saw her standing over me, sort of motioning her hands in circular motions around my stomach, you know, on my chest. And, and it's it's supposed to heal if you have anxiety or pain and you want some sort of like balance or if you want harmony. When I woke up, I swear to you, when I, I shouldn't say woke up because I wasn't sleeping, but I feel like I was in a trans state. I felt just the weirdest feeling I've never felt. I felt like, I, I literally felt like I just took a hundred year nap. I felt like when she was actually doing it, I felt like this weird vibration going through my body. Like it was, I don't want, not like chilling and not like pins and needles. Just like I felt, I felt, I felt just like this weirdness over me. I I can't even describe it. I just can't describe it. It wasn't somebody touching me. It was just like an amazing feeling. I, I, I literally didn't know what she was doing. I, she spoke to me a little bit here and there, but when I woke up, I felt refreshed. I, I I felt like I took a hundred year year nap. I felt less stressed. I just it was amazing. It was amazing. It's like sort of that feeling of like coming out of a sauna, you know, or or just like staying in for the whole weekend and just doing nothing, and then all of a sudden you wake up on a Monday morning and you walk out your house and you're like, I'm alive. That was literally the feeling. It was like the alive vitamin commercials. That was it. I totally recommend it. So yes, I did do Reiki and I loved it. And I don't know why I never went back. I think that I probably didn't go back because there was a part of me that was a little freaked out. Like, why did I feel so good? I don't understand what the hell this woman did. Is she a witch? Did she put a spell on me? You know? But it, I, I felt, all I know is that I went in there with a purpose and that was to be less stressed and less have less anxiety about my marriage and work nonsense I was going through. And, oh, it, mission, mission achieved. Okay. So I, I recommend it. If you're thinking about doing it, yeah, give it a try. I, you know, I'll try, I, I really will try anything like once. I mean, you know, within reason, I don't know if you're going to find me at Killing Kittens anytime soon, you know, in a Playboy bunny suit, but um, I'll, I, I'll try mostly everything, you know, in reason. So yeah. Quote of the day, everyone's favorite Dolly Parton, everyone's favorite big boobied mama. This is the quote, the way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. Dolly Parton. That's so good, right? Anyway, thank you for listening to episode 19 of the Elise DeLucci Show. Please give me a review on Apple Podcasts. I know this is so annoying, right? Like, because I say this every week, but I, it's the week of Thanksgiving. So I hope you guys, if I don't talk to you, I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Again, thank you for listening. Um, You can follow me on TikTok at Elisa Lucci or follow me on Instagram. You can check out my website, whatever you want to do. I hope to see you soon. Have a happy and safe holiday.